Disability Talks with Shane. Talking all things disability. Today on the podcast, I'm chatting with John King of the National Basketball Association about his journey and his role at the stadium with the All Abilities Program. Welcome to the podcast, John. Oh man, it's a pleasure to be here, Shane. I can't express how excited I've been for the past few weeks knowing I was going to talk to you and we were going to discuss some things. So thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Firstly, can you tell us about yourself, mate? Oh uh, man, man, uh, where do you want me to start? From the beginning or the I don't, end? I don't care. <laughs> uh, look, man, um, man I, obviously, um, I'm actually uh, originally from the U.S. Um, yeah, so I, I, I come from Brooklyn, New York. Um, those are my stomping grounds. Um, and, um, yeah, so I grew up actually playing basketball. So, um, like most people grow up playing sports, um, you know, they get entrenched with the sport when they're, when they're young. And then, um, you know, like people stick to the sport socially and drop off. I, I actually didn't. So I went to um, uh, I, I went to high school. I played at a very good high school um, that was very competitive um, in Brooklyn, um, Tilden High School. Um, I'm a Tilden representative, so um, yeah. And then um, from there, I went to uh, I, I went into college. Um, I went to a small NAIA school to start with for the first two years, um, pursuing my basketball. And then um, I transferred into a small Division One school. Um, you know, I had some success there, and and it was great. And um, not, I didn't follow the general path of most um, athletes who uh, play at a competitive level because when I got out of college, I didn't actually um, go straight into, you know, most people – start training up and trying to get ready to go and play some pro basketball. I, I didn't actually do that. Um, the, the actual truth about me is I didn't, um, I didn't actually have intentions or ever thought of, I didn't have thoughts of playing pro, professional basketball. Um, most, most of the guys who I was around did, but um, I actually didn't, um, which is kind of um, strange when you're playing at such a high level. Um, most people expect that, you know, to some degree you would consider it. And I, I actually didn't um, think, I, like, it was never in the thoughts and in the plan. So when I first got out of school, um, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, part of it is because, I, you know, here I am, this Brooklyn kid. Uh, you know, I was, I was more of a street kid, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in a, a little bit of a broken home, single, single parent. Um, which is pretty common there and at the time I grew up. Um, most of the kids I went to school with and most of the kids that I knew and had friends and were friends with, um, it was the same situation. So it was actually pretty normal. Um, not normal in real life, but it was pretty normal for us. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, um, yeah, so, you know, I was just a street kid and, um, yeah, I just happened to be pretty good at, playing basketball, I was more of a support player. I wasn't like the superstar type of guy as well. So most people would think, oh, you were really good. You were the superstar. Now, I was more of a guy that came in, um, you know, and teams loved me because I played hard. I played defense. 
you know, they can give me assignments and do do that kind of stuff. I wasn't the guy where I was like, man, you, you know, when you watch like shows, different TV shows, and you go, oh yeah, he was this and he was that. He was the no, nah, I wasn't that guy. You know, like I was more of the guy, like you know, yeah, he can play, um, but he'll be good with this team because he can play with these players. So anyway, um, so I guess that's part of it why I never thought about playing professionally. But when I when I when I got out of school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, the only thing I knew I had to do was I knew I had to work. <laughs> I knew I had to make some money <laughs> because you know, like um, huh? even it was it was a struggle for a long, like even just you know. Um, getting out, like, into um, school and out of high school, it was a struggle. Uh, so, yeah, so it was, so, yeah, I, I just said, look, I know i got to get a job. And uh, I was actually, when I first got out of school, I was actually a, a, a club uh, bouncer for a few months there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'll give you some interesting facts about me. I was a, uh, club bouncer for a couple of months um and so i was living that nightlife schedule which is a crazy crazy schedule to be living um but i only did that for a few months and then i met this lady i went to a like one of those job fairs and um i met this lady um who uh she was lovely and she she said look you know come down uh we help help find people jobs and i went and she told me, she said, hey, John, you know, would you, um, like, we, we, when I went down and met with her, we were supposed to be talking about a career path, and we just got into talking sports, of course. <laughs> um, and she was like, look, you know, I've got a job. It's very random. Um, it's not <clears throat> your typical or normal situation. Would you consider it? I was like, well, what is it? And um, she was like, look, it's, the, you know, working in women's shoes you know, working in fashion. And, like, I, I, at the time, I was like, oh, God, I need money. And, you know, um, I love women, so let's do it. <laughs> um, so I got into um, the shoe industry, um, and I did that for about four and a half years. And um, during that time, it was amazing. I learned so much. Um, there was a lot going on. Um, but I, I, I never stopped playing basketball. Um, which is the thing. So in New York, we have all these leagues, um, tournaments. We have summer tournaments, winter leagues, all that kind of stuff. And so I never stopped playing. Um, so one day, one of my best friends, you know, he was telling me, man, like, hey, John, man, you know, I played with him in college um, for a year, and he was telling me, John, uh, you know, you should consider, um, you know, going somewhere to play, you know, because I, I was like, telling him because we, we were having deep discussions about some of the things we wanted to do and I was telling him about how, how I wanted to get back into basketball and coach you know somewhere maybe in high school or something and he was like man you're so young you can still be playing you don't have to be coaching you can coach forever you know even when you're done when you're old you can still coach but you know while you're young you should still consider playing and and so um that's how I started getting back into that side of it so what i did from there was you know i started doing some research all about it because i knew nothing about it and most of my friends who i played with at the time had already been gone and you know facebook and and all this um all the social media wasn't as popular back then so you know it wasn't as easy to just 
talk to people and find out, you know, about, you know, the, what the process is and what, what you can do, you know? You know what I mean, say? Yes, I do. Yeah, it was a lot different back then. It was so much different. Um, you know, like today you can say, oh, how to fix my cracked iPhone screen, and you go on YouTube and, and find the whole DIY 15-minute, you know, um, 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 video, right? Like, but back then, it was more like, well, I'm going to take a chance. I see some screws, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I, I did a lot of research. Um, you know, Google was becoming popular at the time. I hope that doesn't show my age. Um, but, um, <laughs> and so I was doing some research, <clears throat> and so, like, I literally started from, you know, step one um, all over again. So it's kind of like I was, you know, trying to prove myself as a as an athlete and a basketball player all over again. So I took time to actually train. Um, you know, I was like, look, you know, if I want to do this, like, I've got to do it right. I've got to train. I've got to do all that kind of stuff. And so it took me about, you know, I don't know, five, six months to actually start, you know, getting, you know, into – because there's different levels, right? Like, I was – obviously in shape because I was playing social basketball, but I needed to be in professional basketball shape, which means that, you know, what I was doing in college, I needed to get back to that, but then do more. So, you know, it took some time and, and I started going on this long journey, man, saying like, you know, we could talk hours about that journey of how I got back into it. But, um, and it took about two years, but, um, you know, um, long story short, um, I, 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 I did get back into it. Um, I, I did a tour in China, um, to start and that was an amazing experience. It was awesome. Um, and then, um, from there, I got an opportunity to go in Germany and I started getting more success from there. I signed my first agent, um, when I got back from Germany and then boom, before you know it, um, I got the opportunity to come to Australia. So when I came to Australia, I actually went to the Northern Territory first. Um, very remote, um, very um, far, <laughs> you know, like, but it, it like, I loved it. Um, I loved it, you know. Um, and I was up there for about um, almost three years. Um, on and off, I would, I, would, I would get other gigs to go play, like I'd go play in Malaysia, um, go play other places and come back. Um, yeah, and so, um, yeah, that's how it kind of all started for me. Um, and then I met my wife, um, you know, I got older, um, which everyone does. Um, met my wife, my beautiful wife. Um, we have two kids now. Um, and I actually moved down to Melbourne. And um, I was doing some stuff here in Melbourne, some schools and things like that. And then before you know it, um, I applied, I actually applied for a job over at Danino, um, you know, about five years ago. And, and this is how it all started, you know, because when, when I was in Melbourne, I, um, well, well, while being in Melbourne, still in Melbourne, um, you know, I still play and, um, you know, I'm still involved with basketball on that side of things as well. Um, and I came down here playing um, at, when I met my wife. So it, it, it was a beautiful situation. Um, cause I had both, right. I had, I had the girl, you know, which is awesome. Um, and I had the career, which is always the great thing. So, um, but yeah, I applied for a job, 
um, at, at Damiong and, and, and that's, you know, where it all kind of currently sits. What's your role at the stadium, mate? Great question, Shane. <laughs> so, um, when I first came on, um, I uh, came on as the competition manager. Um, so, the role got slightly changed, but it's still the same role. So, um, you know, I came on as the competition manager, um, you know, to oversee that whole space. Um, and so, um, now it's just really developed into, um, you know, a competition administrator, but I also do, um, um, play a pathway because it's so, so it's the domestic arm of the association, um, for both seniors and juniors, what I was, what I oversee and what I do. Um, and, um, because it's on a domestic space, we wanted to recreate that bridge to, a, to, um, give, you know, grassroots ball basketball a pathway to, you know, play at a more of an elite level. If that's the option, um, you know, a player is looking to take. So I, I've also adopted that role as well, inherited that role, um, Obviously, with my experience in it as well, um, I have a full understanding of how that works. And so um, my role is now actually, I, I manage all of the domestic competitions. And at Dano, we have a really, really huge, huge competition. Um, but I also um, engage with our elite programs and we create those pathways um, to um, allow kids who are looking to, you know, get better, enhance their skills, you know, um, play at an elite level. Um, so now we we actually um, have a program in place for that so that we can cater to all of the kids in our domestic program. So, yeah, so that's, that's currently what I do, Shane, um, and where I'm at with um, with my involvement with Daniel Basketball. What that all abilities program all about matey all abilities <laughs> so all abilities is an amazing program first and foremost all abilities is um a program that we've had at Dane on basketball for quite a long time um way before my time um and and way before um um the people who actually brought me in um um, a little bit before their time as well. Um, I believe a guy named uh, Bob, who still is actually around in the stadium, he still um, 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 has, he, he actually has a, a, a club in the program himself. He actually um, does supervise on uh, one and nine in a week as well. So um, this program was started quite a while ago. Um, and, and, you know, initially, like anything, it was started to, um, allow give give uh, players a platform with disabilities to actually showcase their talent, you know, in the sport. Um, and and the program has grown tremendously. I mean, you know, now um, we we have you know something like six clubs, um, which is a lot um, for you know a disability program just in one area, right? You know, so we've got about five or six clubs. Um, who have, you know, different teams and, um, 
you know, they're playing the competition, um, you know, on a Friday night. And um, it's beautiful because uh, the All Abilities program actually have um, – we only have three grades, but the three grades that we offer are literally uh, beginner grades, you know, so beginner levels for um, players who just want to come and just, you know, want to have a bit of a social game, you know, play with their mates, um, also just – you know, um, want to get out, you know, um, the past two, three years, even, you know, up until now has been very challenging, even with COVID. But even prior to that, um, you know, we just had plays, you know, plays who just want to be involved socially on a Friday night doing something, you know, and that's what this platform allows. Um, so we've got the um, beginner, beginner grade. Um, then we've got the intermediate grade. So for People, you know, with disabilities, but who play basketball, you know, at a younger age and, um, you know, have some skills and, and want to keep going, you know, and want to keep doing it. And also want to, you know, play with their mates and still have a social um, life, so to say, because we run it on a Friday evening from about, you know, 6 to about 10 p.m. So, um, you know, like there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, uh, socializing that comes with that, especially for Friday night. And then and then we have a top tier grade, um, which, you know, um, I actually um, go down and look look at that those games sometimes myself because they're really good. Um, actually, one of the guys who um, uh, I actually played with, he was in our youth league squad um, uh, a couple of years ago. He actually runs a club um, in our all abilities program, and he's he's got players in there who can just really just flat out just play basketball, <laughs> you know. Like so, and, and it's exciting to see because it, it, it it's very inspiring. It, it gives people, you know, um, it, it gives people an idea of how to manage um, having a disability and how you can still be you know, an elite athlete, you know, and, and come down and, and play and, you know, really showcase your talent of what you can do. You know, like, um, yeah, like having a disability, can be, it, it can be challenging, but, you know, it doesn't actually have to stop you from doing things. Um, and so, you know, I recommend, you know, a lot of people, uh, whoever, you know, if you're interested, if you're really interested in seeing what, what the all abilities program is about you should definitely get down on a friday night and watch some of those games i mean you know it, it you know from the beginner level all the way up to you know the elite level it is really a great um atmosphere um you know they bring all they bring their friends their girlfriends their boyfriends their mates you know their family like it's it, it, it's pretty awesome to see, you know, like they're all very connected. It's, it's, it's very nice, you know, and, and it really makes us appreciate what we do as an association. And it's the main reason why we continue to um, push that program. I mean, you know, like a lot of um, basketball associations and basketball programs, you can see over the years and over their journey, some programs drop off, some it comes in. Uh, you know, some comes in later, some only is seasonal, 
But our oil abilities program literally has never dropped off, has only increased um, and continues to, you know, grow. And, you know, we, the, the interest, the level of interest is always there. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. And it's a beautiful program that we have. It is, and it's very exciting news for us. So I've got a couple of friends that play on a Friday night. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. So they play at Danny Dog on a Friday night. Yes, they do. What I couldn't tell you what I couldn't. You get from them? Pardon? What What is the feedback that you get from them? What do they tell you about it? It's good and all that, but the time slot, they could get the um, 10 o'clock game. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's a challenge because on Friday night, um, it's a big atmosphere. So we also have our elite program running, um, our Brat BJBL program. And like anything, with pros, there's cons, right? So um, the beautiful thing about Friday night is we've got our all abilities competition running, but then we also have our elite programs running on a Friday night. So our lead programs, you know, like our lead program, our BJBL representative program that we have running on Friday night incorporates all of the other associations coming here to play against our Danny Nong team. So from a, a, a socializing aspect and from an atmosphere aspect, it's amazing. Like, you know, we get, you know, people traveling from, you know, all different places, you know, coming um, within Victoria, not even Melbourne, right? Like within Victoria, they're all coming to Daniel basketball to play against all, uh, all of my teams, right? And so, like, it's nice because, you know, when you're around basketball, you see all this stuff happening, and then we've got the all abilities happening on Friday night. And so, like, people, I've seen people stop and check out what, you know, their games, you know, people from coming from other associations and other places in Victoria, right? They stop and, and, and look and be like, wow, this is pretty good basketball, right? Like, you know, so um, from that aspect, it's amazing. But, you know, obviously we're a 15-court stadium and we've got – we're huge and we've got a lot of room. But, you know, like anything, when you've got a lot of room, you start using it, right? <laughs> you know? And so, like, um, you know, we can, you know, let's say hold our old abilities game on, you know, uh, in a certain um, annex, right, you know, with three courts, but then all of the other annexes are being taken up by those elite games. So we don't actually have the space, so to say, to, you know, spread those um, games out uh, for our all abilities program. So it does wind up, you know, some, some teams will have a later game, you know, every couple of weeks or so. Um, and, and, and it works both ways, too, because um, the elite programs is the same, right? You know, we've got, you know, six uh, under-16-year-old kids and under-18-year-old kids playing, starting a, you know, 9 o'clock game at night, you know, on a Friday night, right? You know, so, like, you know, it goes both ways. Um, but, you know, like, um, it's not – if you love basketball, right, like, it's not the worst thing, you know? It, it's like, well – you know what, um, it is a late game. I can make a day out of it. I can go home, you know, get some early dinner, relax, put on a TV show, 
And then go get up and play a game of basketball for my Friday night, right? And then come back home, you know, rest up, and then you've got the weekend ahead of you, you know? Um, so from that aspect, like our old ability program is only on a Friday night. So from that aspect, it's, it's, it's nice. I feel bad uh, work for the rat kids because the next day they've got to get up, you know, sometime in the afternoon and play their domestic game. But, you know, um, they're, they're a lot younger, and, and, and that's what being entrenched and involved with basketball is about. Um, so, yeah, so, like, yeah, it, it could be a challenge with the late game. Um, and, and, and these are things that we, we are, as an association, looking at for the future. Um, like, and, and we're talking, like, near future as well. Like, you know, um, maximizing um, our courts and, 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 like, because although we're dating on basketball association, we're dating on basketball stadium. So we actually share the venue with volleyball, um, who also uses, um, you know, court for their games as well. And that's all happening on a Friday night, right? Like, so we've got, you know, elite level basketball happening on a Friday night. We've got, we've got, um, volleyball happening on a Friday night. And we've got our own abilities all happening on a Friday night, right? So it's like, it's really busy. Um, you know, um, I'm surprised um, with the late games. They're not, they only complain about the late games and they're not complaining about the call pop, man. But yeah, you know, like um, we, we are as an association, we, we, we have ventured out. We are looking at um, opportunities for um, getting another venue and, and potentially looking at, you know, having, spreading out our games throughout um, both venues, which will make, well, it will ease a lot of that, those late games and stuff. So, it would. Um, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, um, you know, in the next few months, um, we'll get there. Quick so, yeah. question. What do you, I know it's not on the list, what do any people want to get in and coach the um, all abilities? What they got to do? Well, if they want to get in and coach the all abilities, it's pretty simple. Like, um, we, we've got, um, so, so on our website, um, we, like, our website's pretty good. So our All Abilities program falls under our senior domestic program. And um, our senior senior domestic program is obviously managed by myself and um, a lady named Bethany who's just come on board, and she's kind of taking some of that stuff off of me because, you know, I'm being spread thin. <laughs> but um, so all, all, if someone wants to come in and coach or even play, um, or get involved with all abilities. All they have to do really is send us an inquiry. Um, and we do that because we want to know um, what um, in level of interest they have. Like, so, you know, we might have someone looking to coach. You know, we might have someone looking to play. We might have someone looking to enter a team, right? You know, like, so there's different kinds of um, in- inquiries that we get. So um, we say, look, just send us an inquiry. You know, it's on the website. It's right there for, for everyone. Send us an inquiry. You know, let us know what what you're looking for so we can better direct you. You know, because um, we're, we're, we're directly in touch with all of the clubs and the teams and then team captains, team representatives, club presidents. We're directly in contact with them. And, and they let us know what they need, right? So, you know, I might have one club saying, Hey John, it'd be great if we can get a coach in, you know, like someone to help out, you know, on that side of things. And then I've got another club saying, Hey, look, you know, COVID hit us hard. We're looking for 
two plays, right? You know, um, and then I've got another club saying, hey, John, you know, um, we would just love some type of volunteer, you know, um, in any way, shape, or form. So, so because we have that direct information, um, if someone sends us an inquiry, it, it's amazing because then I can then go to, back to them and say, hey, you know, this club over here is actually looking for a coach. So maybe let's touch, get you directly in touch with that club um, so that you don't message, you know, four or five other clubs and then become frustrated because you feel like everyone's saying, hey, we don't need that, you know? So um, that's how we kind of manage it, you know, um, on our end. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, the other good thing about that, too, is when they send us an inquiry, I always come back and find out what areas they're living in as well because, you know, let's say there's three clubs looking to add a player. Um, you know, one might be over, you know, somewhere, you know, south, you know, further south, and, you know, they may be, that person sent an inquiry, maybe living actually closer to Dandenong. So, you know, it's more convenient for them to say, well, this club is close to Dandenong and they're looking for a player. Let me, let me go play with them because I live in the area, you know, versus, you know, sending them off to a club that's further south and they go, oh, well, I've got to go all the way down there for training, you know, and, you know, we play here on a Friday night. So, you know, um, getting those inquiries are always extremely helpful because we can better, you know, direct them and, and, and assist them on, you know, where, which direction we can send them in, if that makes sense. Yes, they do. Do yeah. you cater for people in wheelchairs, mate? You know what's funny that um, you said that? So we don't currently have that right now, but I was involved with um, uh, a few other associations um, pr- prior to Robinson Danning on that had wheelchair basketball. And wheelchair basketball is so popular um, and so, so, like, so much fun. Um, you know, like, we used to um, just jump in, you know, and play, right? Like, you know, like, um, because it, it, it's just so fun. It's different. It's a lot harder. You know what I mean? So um, we used to jump in um, at one of the associations I was at previously. You know, we had, you know, something like 20 or 30 wheelchairs, um, you know, because obviously in wheelchair basketball, you know, the wheel, if someone's actually physically in a wheelchair, it's not the same wheelchair that you um, would put on a basketball court, right? Like you've got, you know, a, a certain type of wheelchair that goes on a basketball court. So we, we had about 20 or 30 of them, and we had a wheelchair um, domestic competition. And so we would jump in and, and you know, play. And um, I loved it. I loved every moment of it. And that's something that um, we are looking at, our association is actually looking at incorporating. Um, now we're actually in discussion about um, – you know, incorporating wheelchair and, and walking basketball. So, you know, just a couple of extra components that can, can continue to make our association different um, and, and, and provide a higher level of service. Now, as I said, mentioned before, part of that has to do with, um, you know, court space as well. And so, you know, in the next few months, hopefully, um, if, if all goes to plan, we'll have a few extra courts and, and that will give us 
so much flexibility with bringing in some of these programs, like, um, well, both of these programs, you know, wheelchair and walking. Um, and because, like, you know, every association, every basketball association in Victoria has, has its challenges. Um, and I can confirm and attest to that. I've been involved with a lot of associations in my career. So, um, you know, having said that, you know, ours here at Danny Norm Basketball is, you know, cost safe, you know, especially in a domestic side and trying to run all of our programs, you know, um, under the one roof. We do a great job at managing it and balancing it. Um, but as we're growing, you know, more court space is better, right? Um, so we're actually currently in talks and in plans to gain some more court space. Um, and, and once that actually comes through and falls into place, then we will definitely be turning the wheels on. Um, that's, that's one of the first things we'll be doing is turning the wheels on um, bringing in wheelchair basketball, um, hopefully, hopefully walking basketball as well. And we've also discussed um, uh, um, a senior elite um, uh, master's competition, um, ladies and men, um, that we want to bring in as well. Um, so these are the three programs we're, we're looking at um, for the short, uh, short future. So it's in the future, but like, we're talking like, you know, within hopefully by the end of this year, this is what we're looking at bringing in. So as far as your question about wheel, wheelchair basketball, that is something that um, if you check back in with us later this year, um, if all goes to plan, hopefully we'll be pushing out information to, to get that going for hopefully later this year or early next year. And the beautiful thing about wheelchair basketball for us is um, – anyone can play wheelchair basketball, right? You know, like, um, once you supply the wheelchair, it's like, you know, you don't actually have to physically be in a wheelchair to play, you know? Um, as long as you follow the rules of the game, you know, you jump in your wheelchair, you try to strap yourself in, follow the rules, and, and, and you, anyone can play. So um, that's the main reason why we are looking at that as well. So, look, say we're looking to add that component in, um, and hopefully, you know, I'll have – a lot more um, information for you with that in the next few months. And, you know, it gives me an excuse to get back on this um, show and talk to you. <laughs> yeah, so the only reason why I put that into the few years ago, you had the Australian wheelchair team there playing a few games against China, I think. Yes, 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 yes. Um, we did. We, we, we're actually, um, at DBA, we're actually um, very good at um, hosting um, tournaments. I mean, we've had, like, even before my time, we've had not only just basketball stuff, we've had boxing. I mean, we're the state, um, we're the state, um, state volleyball uh, stadium. So, you know, all of the major volleyball matches are played here. Um, obviously, we've had the NBL play here, you know, like wheelchair, as you mentioned, like, um, we've told tons of the events here. Um, and we continue to do that, um, and we're continuing. We're, we're looking at continuing to do that as well. Um, but you know, it doesn't exclude that we we we've had we we've had our own WMBL program here for years that was very successful, um, and we still do. Um, it's it's not under our umbrella anymore, but it's part of our heart and soul and what we're doing. Um, and they're still playing here. Um, 
you know, so we've got all, we've got all types of, um, venue, uh, uh, excuse me, events that we, we house here under the Danny Nong stadium roof. So yeah, so, you know, wheelchair is definitely was one of them that we house here. And we, you know, we're, we're looking at getting, you know, that back and, and hopefully we can get a domestic side to it so that we can then start to grow it ourselves and, you know, host it here more often, you know? Okay. Well, uh, what events have you got coming up you like the plug? Oh, uh, upcoming events. Um, what do we got coming up? Well, we just had, um, uh, to be honest, um, we just had the big Australia Day tournament. Um, um, we house that every year. Um, it's the biggest event in the uh, Southern Hemisphere, um, and we house it here. Um, we do partner with other neighboring associations because it's that big. Um, but everyone, you know, our name's on, on, on the uh, draw card. So um, we just had that. Um, just to, um, We just had that back in January, Australia Day. Um, we just held a major uh, Southeast Junior Basketball Tournament here um, just two weeks ago. Yeah, about two weeks ago now or a week and a half ago. Yeah, a week and a half ago. Um, so we just actually hosted that. Um, and at the moment, um, we are actually heading into our MBL1 season. Um, so we will be hosting all of those games, men's, women's, also um, our youth league as well, which is a development pathway into the MBL1 programs, and we host all of those games here as well. Um, our WNBL um, um, team um, and their season just finished up, so so we're pretty busy. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're trying to like like most most associations have, you know, maybe they have one NBL one or elite team, um, and then they they go quiet for a couple of months, you know, and then with us it doesn't work like that, right? So you know we've got NBL one coming up. Um, we've got um, we're looking at hosting a tournament in um, October as well. Um, that hasn't um, come to fruition yet, but um, that's in the discussions currently. But then, uh, then the WNBL program rolls back in. So we, we actually pretty much go all year round with hosting events, um, you know, tournaments. Uh, the next major event that we're hosting is uh, the weekend of the 9th, April 9th, and we are actually hosting the NBL 1 Blitz here at Danny on Basketball Association. So um, all of those NBL 1 teams, uh, their preseason will be the Blitz, um, just like the NBL, and we're holding it here. So that's our next major event. We also have, you know, the domestic grand finals on the same day, um, you know, and our all abilities uh, grand finals will be the week before. So, like, we just, we're, we're busy, you know. The wheels continue to turn. We don't stop. <laughs> so yeah, so um, that's that's pretty much our lineup for the next few months. You know, then we jump into the NBL one season. It's busy because while we have that going on, we still have domestic. We still have our rest and elite programs. We still have volleyball. Volleyball has also has a major tournament coming up uh, in July um, as well. So um, yeah, like you know, like it's busy, right? You know, we've got a lot of events coming up. The, the final question, mate. What put the smile on your dial, mate? 
Oh, man, put the smile on my dial. <laughs> you know what? Um, this, you know what? There's a lot of things like, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually an a easy uh, going kind of person, right? Like, you know, like, and, and there's a lot of different things that put the smile on, on my dial. Um, I can't pinpoint just one thing because, like, for instance, I've got, you know, a, a you know, my wife's in a young family, right? And I love, I just love going home to that, right? So that that's like, you know, the key component, right? Like, because if you don't have these key components, it's very hard to, you know, um, have a career as well, right? Like if you're not happy, you know, in your safe space, in your home or whatever, right? So, you know, we've got a young family, two beautiful kids, one boy, one girl, um, um, and you know we've we've got a great relationship, my wife and I. So so even just to start with that, um, it's amazing, right? Like so that's the first thing. So you know even before stepping out of the house, I, I'm already smiling and my dial's already going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then you know in my career, um, you know like I look I I, I I'm a like I just absolutely like love basketball, right? I've done other sports and played other sports. My first sport that I've actually played was, uh, you know, American baseball. So um, it wasn't actually basketball. So, um, you know, I've got a love for other sports. I love the Olympics. One of my favorite times. You know, I love athletics, track and field. I, you know, you name it, uh, I love it. I love watching tennis. Um, you know, I, I love all the sports. But I'm a basketball man, you know. Um, doesn't mean that I don't love the other sports differently, but I'm a basketball man. So when it comes to um, the actual, you know, playing, um, coaching, and actually, you know, coaching um, kids and also coaching young adults who are trying to pursue their career in the sport. Like, I love all of those components. I just soak myself up in it, right? You know, and then you know, having programs like the old building program, looking to bring in wheelchair basketball, like all of this stuff just continues to make me, you know, um, really uh, just, you know, um, have a long love for the sport itself and just continues to put a smile on my doubt every single day. Um, but more importantly, I, I, I guess from all of that, you know, more importantly, it's just the people that you meet you know, in the sport. Like, I've met you, you know, um, and, and, and Dad's and, and your team and everything of what you guys got going on. And it's amazing. Like, you know, like, it's awesome. It, it, it's, connect, you know, it's connecting me with so many great people, some bad people. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, and, and that's good too, right? You know, like, we need that learning experience as well. Like, we need a little bit of that. Like, people hate it, but I actually enjoy it. Because I go, well, you know what? Yesterday, man, I met this guy. He was a little bit of a strange guy or or, or this lady who was very, very, she wasn't very nice. Uh, you know, there's a lot of words to describe that. I won't say it on air. <laughs> but, but you know, I, I take that back, you know, and that still puts a smile on my dial because I then go, well, you know what? Like um, a different situation that I had to learn how to manage. Um, more conflict, that's good. You know, that puts a smile on my dial as well because, you know, for me, I've learned something, right? Like, you know, and I'm all about, you know, learning something new every day. As adults, 
we tend to forget that learning, like, is, is still key and important for us, right? Like, we feel, oh, you know, I've been to school, I've done this, you know, I've, I'm well established in my career, you know, I know everything, you know, and it's like, well, no, we don't, <laughs> you know, the world's constantly changing, um, you know, I, I don't ever want to stop learning, that's my biggest model, like, I want to continue to learn, I am confident about the things that I, I, I'm sure of and the things that I do, right? Like, you know, I've played basketball for a very long time. I've coached it for a long time. Like, I'm confident about what I know, you know, when I'm out there, right? But it doesn't mean that, you know, I, I can be, you know, I can get a young kid in and go, wow, I never knew that. Like, you know, I can learn a little bit from this kid, you know, from some of the new things that's um, happening in basketball, right? Like, you know, or, or any sport footy or whatever, right? You know, the, the game of footy today is completely different of how it was, you know, even just, you know, 20, 20 years ago, right? Like, players are more athletic. There's a lot more skill involved. You know, injuries are different, you know, like, so So even from that aspect, you know, um, there's, there's, there's still things that we can, we can learn and we should be learning. So, like, you know, um, when it comes down to you know, smile on my dial, man. It's it's a, it's a it's a great great question, but it's also challenging because, like, this it's not one thing. And I'm gonna be honest, it's a lot of things, you know. And and, and I'm, I, you know, even the negative things puts a smile on my dial because you know what? That's a conversation that I can have with you, um, and and my wife and and and, and my friends, right, from back home. You know, like. Hey man, I met this person today. Man, I got to tell you about this story, right? Like it becomes a conversation, right? Like it's a topic, you know. And then, and then you learn, you know, different perspectives of people that you might not have thought about. Like somebody might come to me and say, "Hey, John, man. Hey, you know what? Did you look at what about this? You know, I I know this is how you might felt, but man, I see it from this, this side of things, and maybe." I didn't manage the situation well. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe that person isn't a bad person. So, like, there's so many things and so many elements that um, puts a smile on my dial every single day. Um, and, you know, like, um, yeah, I, I'm sorry saying, like, there's, there's so many different elements and factors to that. Like, you know, um, but um, I hope that, you know, giving you just those um, just examples can give you more more than enough to, to take in and go, okay, these are some of the things that put the smile on uh, John's dollar. That's today. plenty. So, awesome. Thank you. Thanks very much for joining me today, John. I look forward to seeing you on the court soon, mate. Oh, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to see you on the court. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Thank you for having me, man. I'm truly, truly thankful um, for you for you guys to take the time out and, and come and, and have a chat with me all about, you know, what I do and where I'm at and, and all about, you know, Daniel basketball and my journeys and my experiences. So thank you so much. That's fine. That was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify or check us a like on socials. Mm-hmm.